right, Rice Public Radio, welcome. It's December 26, 2019, the day after Christmas. I hope you guys are having a good holiday season. I hope you and your family are doing well. Um, so let's dive in. You know what I've been randomly digging? The new LeBron James commercial. Here, let me play it for you. It's about a minute long. Um, hopefully I don't get dinged for playing it, but here it is. We always hear about an athlete's humble beginnings. How they emerge from poverty or tragedy to beat the odds. They're supposed to be the stories of determination that captured the American dream. They're supposed to be stories that let you know these people are special. But you know what would be really special? There were no more humble beginnings. You know, there's something about this commercial that I really like. LeBron James probably isn't a left winger. And it's a commercial that's kind of self-serving, but the ad can be reinterpreted as a left-wing critique of capitalist society. The message of this ad is pretty straightforward and simple. You hear these nice stories about people escaping poverty or bad situations to become world-class athletes. But at the end of the ad, it asks, but you know what would be really special? If there were no more humble beginnings. That's a great message, regardless if you're a leftist or not. Now, I hardly watch basketball. I'm more of a football and baseball fan, but what LeBron is saying here applies to every sport. The NFL and the sports media repeat the same stories about NFL players. It's so common to hear broadcasters talk about how this player was sleeping in their car, or maybe they grew up in public housing or a rough neighborhood, or maybe they grew up in poverty, and they went on to become a successful player. These stories are meant to inspire or give some perspective into a player's life, but it's almost become cliche. It's the American dream story rehashed, and it's based on the idea of meritocracy and the pull yourselves up by the bootstraps mentality. It's all about hard work and dedication and work ethic that gets you ahead. Now, critically, these feel-good stories of people rising above their circumstances naturalize and rationalize the capitalist system just because you have an individual that under that overcomes their adversity to become like you know a great athlete or a successful you know whatever businessman philanthropist actor celebrity you know it doesn't make these conditions right it's an idea that kind of works one person at a time of course there you know there's people that are able to get out of their difficult situations to become successful Um, but the vast majority don't. Your existing wealth or, you know, what you were born into plays such a big role in whether you're able to get into a good college, get a good job, or move up in the world. Sure, sheer grit and determination definitely helps, but your environment and the opportunities afforded to you based on your background and, you know, what city you grew up in 
play an important role or even a more important role in your ability to get ahead. Tangentially, this kind of reminds me of those feel-good stories you hear in the news around this holiday season. You know, there'll be that story about how this organization is doing so much work for the community through, you know, like food service, donating clothes or toys or whatever, or this story about how some formerly homeless, formerly homeless individual is back on their feet or how, you know, neighbors chipped in for someone's destroyed or lost property and so on. You've heard these stories before. It's the same thing. Instead of really talking about the huge problems we face as a nation, such as corruption, foreign aggression, inequality, homelessness, and the like, the media throws in a couple of feel-good stories to make us all warm and fuzzy inside, that everything is all right when it's not. It shifts the discussion from tough topics such as national policy, corporate power, or capitalist logic onto the whims of a couple good actors or local organizations. Now, this topic kind of reminds me of the democratic establishment, liberal pundits, and media reaction to the election of President Barack Obama. They were absolutely ecstatic, and I remember even some pundits claiming that racism was ended and that we entered a post-racial age. The election of Obama was used as an example of how people from humble beginnings, particularly poor blacks, could be successful if they worked hard, got a good education, and so on. Never mind the fact that Obama was a neoliberal that took copious amounts of Wall Street cash, along with doing huge favors for them. Ordinary folks were supposed to live vicariously through the election of Obama so we can be inspired to become our own success stories. Now, the first several lines of this ad capture this imagination. Quote, We always hear about an athlete's humble beginnings, how they emerge from poverty or tragedy to beat the odds. They're supposed to be the stories of determination that capture the American dream. They're supposed to be stories to let you know these people are special, end quote. Now, this sums up the neoliberal obsession with identity, merit, and individualism nicely. Maybe it wasn't what LeBron was aiming for, but I think the theme is similar. Instead of focusing on the immense inequality and injustices produced by our economic structures, things such as, you know, like low wages, massive debt, imperialism, rampant opiate use, wealth transfer, mass incarceration, and so on, we are obsessed with the individual, their ability to break down barriers to middle or upper class success, to upward mobility their individual accomplishments and their credentials, how they look, their skin color and sexual orientation, etc., etc. This is a belief that rationalizes the neoliberal capitalist order because it assumes that inequality and unfairness in our world are natural and we should just direct our efforts towards the removal of barriers to upward mobility. The example that Professor Adolf Reed Jr. uses is, quote, oh, actually not quote, this is, I'm just paraphrasing, but There's nothing wrong if 1% of the population owning 90% of the world's wealth and resources, as long as that ruling class is made up of uh, proportionately of men, women, blacks, gays, and so forth and so on. It's the whole myth of meritocracy that obfuscates the structural elements of society that produce and replicate injustice and inequality. This refocuses the blame for our problems from structures onto individuals. This myth assumes that you, the individual, are successful or unsuccessful chiefly because of your work ethic, 
smarts, skills, dedication, drive, etc. It frames society not as an interweaving connection of structures and social relations anchored to a system of production and distribution, but as a mass of individuals. Now, we're quick to applaud athletes that leave their deplorable conditions behind for a solid football career or, you know, basketball career, because we hope to be inspired by that athlete's work ethic or story. And most importantly, perhaps, it validates the myth of meritocracy and justifies the status quo. Now, the end, the last couple of lines in the ad, quote, what if there were no more humble beginnings, end quote, is such a good line. Because it evokes an emotional response to the terrible conditions athletes like LeBron hail from. But if we examine it more closely, hopefully it leads us to fundamentally rethink, question, and challenge our capitalist system. We live in a system that produces such disparate outcomes, such as you know, three men owning as much wealth as the bottom 50% of Americans, the top 0.1% own as much wealth as the bottom 90%, The average CEO pay is 271 times more than the average worker. You have 87 million people without health insurance or are underinsured, 11.8% poverty, nearly half of all Americans making $30,000 or less, and so on and so on. These are systemic issues, not just a random hiccup here and there. These are byproducts of capitalism, and we have to start looking at them as conditions built into the economic system. Now, it's not good enough that a small group of people are able to rise above these horrific circumstances. To me, we have to address a system that produces these conditions in the first place. So it's not enough that someone is able to leave poverty to become a great football or basketball legend. We have to eradicate poverty. It's not good enough that some athletes were formerly homeless or slept in their cars. We need to provide shelter for everyone and end homelessness. It's not good enough that someone's family relied on McDonald's for their dinners. We needed to distribute food based on human need and not based on the size of your wallet. It's not good enough that a player was so was dirt poor growing up, but now is rich. We need to raise wages and bolster labor unions. You get my point. We need to tackle the economic system that produces these issues so everybody, I mean everybody, has the foundations for a good life where everybody has their basic needs met and can fulfill their potential. Now, in the short term, we have to fight for progressive changes, such as a living wage, Medicare for all single-payer system. We have to fight corruption, improve our infrastructure, cancel student debt, and enact free college and other universal policies. However, that's not enough. We have to push forward and realize that capitalism produces these disparate outcomes through profit maximization, automation, offshoring of jobs, overproduction, corporate corporate lobbying, monopolization, and so on. So I'll end on this. I'm not saying that we should ignore work ethic, dedication, and grit, but we should examine the system that produces such immense misery and injustice and fight for one that supports the dignity, humanity, and well-being of all, rather than just a lucky few. The LeBron James commercial is a good framework for doing this, but it's only a framework. We have to go further in our analysis and further in our solutions.